Welcome to a tale of sorting and Dreamcast, where we talk about our favorite books and how we would bring them to life on the big screen. All right, we're recording. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Ever not laugh? No, I tried so hard. Damn it, because you made a comment last time. You're like, we always start an episode off with Lindsay laughing. So I tried so hard not to do it right now. Like, you look just, at me and it's just it like... Made me, it made it worse. It made me just want to laugh even worse. God damn it. <laughs> okay. So, hello. Welcome back to A Tale of Sorting and Dreamcast. Um, my name is Lindsay. I'm Bridget. And we will be your hosts. Um, today, we're starting things a little differently uh we had mentioned before that we wanted kind of to do movie adaptations of books that we've already read and that we like or that we don't like Uh, (laughs) today's episode will be one of bridget's picks and it's going to be uh pride and prejudice the 2005 yeah the 2005 version with Keira knightley and matthew McFadden. yes (laughs) i can never remember his last name um, but yeah, so basically I'm just going to hand it over to Bridget and she's going to talk about Pride and Prejudice. Please and interrupt then... me whenever. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like oh, I've seen the movie. I haven't read the book, but I've seen the movie. So there's definitely going to be like stuff that I can talk to her about. And then we literally the watched it end, like yeah. the other day <laughs> to refresh our memories. And then at the very end, we'll do the same thing about sorting the characters. And yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. It's not going to be two hours long. No. <laughs> We're not going through enough. the plot. Right, because yeah, <laughs> we're trying to make these like quote unquote mini sods, mm-hmm. but we'll see how that works. Hopefully, we can ballpark it to like a half hour. Hopefully, we're gonna okay. try. Yeah, so, all right. Yes. Would you like to take it away? In this essay, I will be addressing <laughs> my love for Pride and Prejudice two thousand five. Yes, yes. And you have read the book, right? Yeah, okay. I've read it twice. Um, I read it once in high school and then once in college. Oh, nice. And it's like. It's pretty hard to get through. I like it's imagine. pretty dense, and I would like read like a few chapters before going to sleep because the the way that it's written, the <laughs> it's I don't want to say old English because that's like kind of medieval. It's like um, it's called neoclassical romanticism. The way Ooh. that she writes, it's very yeah. she goes a long way to describe like one thing. So, <laughs> but I. I don't know. I loved it, but definitely not for everyone. I for wonder sure. how the audiobook would be. I would totally. Right. It's on my uh, like wish list on mm-hmm. Audible. Like it's definitely something I've been meaning to get around to. I just haven't yet. Matthew McFadden, did you do an audiobook for this? Like, please. No, I don't. Or think Colin. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think either Any- of them did. Everyone I've looked at, it's always been it's all women. Yeah, because mm-hmm. is, is it from Elizabeth's perspective um, or? I'm pretty sure it's just uh, it's kind of like a general like third person mm. where it's like Elizabeth thought blah blah uh, blah and then it just sure. kind of follows but it mainly follows Elizabeth but it does it does kind of jump around to everybody. Characters. I could be wrong. I haven't even like looked at the book, but <laughs> in a little bit. But from my memory, that's how it was for sure. And um, yeah, so hmm, I've seen the movie a million freaking times Honestly, i don't know how many times we'd have movie nights and we when, just fall back to this movie. when we were watching it the other night i had to hold myself back from like going along with every single word like i could probably just recite the whole movie so right we only quoted the important parts <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh um so a lot of people will say that the bbc miniseries is like the more faithful mm. adaptation i mean duh it's a miniseries right they have like six episodes to kind of comb through it um but it's not as like cinematic or like romantic like right they keep 
there's certain scenes that are in the book. It's faithful to the book because they do like the confession scene is inside. Uh, like he tells her inside a house, right. like inside a room. It's very like closed off. Instead of in the rain. Instead of in the rain. <laughs> in the rain dripping wet. And the second proposal, like they move. That's one of the like key points I put in here where the director, Joe Wright, who is one of my favorite directors ever. He moved a lot of the scenes outside and made them more like romantic mm. and just oh, Oh. I mean, like that opening shot alone, where it's just all one take, is like the camera just like moves through the house, like oh yes, Ooh, lord. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so one of the things that I love about Jane Austen's writing, I've read Pride and Prejudice and uh, Mansfield Park, Ooh. which is like a thick ass book. Oh my god, um, <laughs> but her writing is very like a social criticism on society because she's based, she grew up in that time, so it's her judgment on everything so she's like this is how fucked up society is to women but i'm gonna tell it to you through this like romantic lens and give you a happy ending because she didn't really get a happy ending in her i mean she lived she never got married she lived like by herself and she almost got married have you ever seen the jane austen movie with um anne hathaway yeah and james mcavoy yeah you made me watch it (laughs) oh i'm sorry (laughs) well no made is a very strong word (laughs) you like told me about it and said who was in it and i was like oh sign me up so she was engaged once and then but she never married that's the one where she like marries or not marries names the daughter jane right yeah i don't know if that happened in real life they probably exaggerated stuff but yeah so she never married but mm, i'm I'm never gonna marry so (laughs) I'm 27 years old. Oh my God. I have no money and no, no prospects. prospects. I'm already a burden to my okay. parents. Oh my and God. I'm frightened. Wait, every time we get to that part in the movie, I'm like, we need this on a shirt, God. on a coaster, on a bag, like something, everything. And I remember watching it when I was like 15 and I was like, wow, 27. I can't, right. Can't even imagine oh 27. And now, and now I'm like, here we are. I'm about to turn 28 in like a week. I'm and not I have to twenty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the qualities that make this movie like a top tier adaptation to me: number one, the cast, mm. Chef Kiss, like Karen Knightley. I don't think they'll ever get a better Elizabeth. Matthew McFadden. I've never like seen him in anything else before this movie, but oh my god, six foot three inches, beautiful deep voice. Yes, blue eyes, amazing. <laughs> we literally looked up his height while we were watching the movie. I was like, I think he's six foot, like at least. Right. She's like, like six, six foot, three. six one. And I was like, I don't know. Let's Google this. And Google was like six foot three. And I was like, ooh. Yes. Oh, and then um, Donald Sutherland. And what's her name? Jenna Malone. Is that her name? From Hunger Games? The girl? I think so, yeah. That plays uh, Lydia. Yes. And Judy Dench is in it. Rosamund Pike. Um, mm, Carrie Mulligan. That please, oh, yes. it was her first movie. Oh, yeah, she's a little baby. I was gonna say she's very, very yeah. young in that movie. Mm-hmm. Adorable. And then, so the cast, the soundtrack slash score is amazing. Um, Dario Marinelli, I think, is the composer. I'm probably saying it wrong. My top tier like nap music. I'll just pop that in my ears, and it'll like <laughs> go straight to sleep, <laughs> knocks you out. Um, and then the cinematography, like oh, of course, beautiful. Yes, amazing. So um, random details I love from this movie, the opening scene. So she's reading a book in it. You probably already know this. Uh, yes, I do. <laughs> she's reading a book in the very opening scene and she's finishing it. She closes the book. But that book is called First Impressions, which was the OG title for Pride and Prejudice. Uh, Jane Austen wrote this when she was 21 years old. Mm-hmm. And she 
<laughs> so she titled it first impressions and then she just didn't publish it for like a long time like okay. i think it was like six or ten years she didn't publish it and then when she published it she renamed it pride and prejudice and if you pause the movie you can see it you can see it but they change the characters names and That's it's literally so the cool. last page of pride and prejudice so she's finishing first impressions and then her story starts <gasps> Isn't that's that? so cool uh, i didn't no. know that <laughs> yes that's awesome i know i love it <laughs> so that's like one of my favorite bits starts off strong amazing and you mentioned it the use of single take shots oh yes that like the tracking through it mostly happens through the bennett house mm-hmm. or when there's like a lot of shit going on like the ball like a lot of movement when they're at um netherfield and it's lizzie like walking around and her mom's being you know gossip in the corner her <laughs> sister's crying playing the piano Mary. um darcy's like following her yeah. throughout all of it not by like creepy he's just like kind of trying to right. muster strike up, up a conversation to talk to her oh darcy. oh the dance scene as i mentioned balls yes the first dancing or the only dancing with elizabeth and darcy that's all in one take and the director did that by accident kind of they were going to get multiple shots and they're like, OK, dance and we'll just kind of see what happens. And they're like, oh, shit, we got it in one take. And then they're like, this is great. Lots of happens <laughs> when you cast like beautiful, yeah. amazing. And actors. they have amazing <laughs> chemistry. Right. So he definitely knows how to like look into one's soul. Mm-hmm. That man. Gosh. And that's like one of the scenes in the movie where you just like stop talking and you just watch it. You're just like, oh, yeah. Mm. Didn't the your mom paused for them? Didn't your mom have like a moment and she was like, "Wait, where did everyone go?" <laughs> no, that was my friend's mom. Oh. Um, I basically made all my friends watch this in high school. I did that. That was me. That was me in the friend group. I just forced them like, "You're gonna watch Lord of the Rings, and then we're gonna watch Pride and Prejudice, and you're gonna love it." Right. So I showed my friend Miriam it at her house, and her mom watched it with us, and she was like, "Where did everyone go?" Like. <laughs> when it cuts away and like all the people in the room disappear and it's like it's a metaphor right it's supposed to be like this symbolic moment of like they're the only two in the room and i just i find it so adorable that someone would look at that be like wait where did everyone go i think i literally think of that every time (laughs) i watch that scene happen okay another detail that i love are the hand shots oh of course it's about the hands insert that meme of ben from parks and recreation where he's like it's about the cones it's about the hands (laughs) But the only hands they highlight are Darcy's hand because I like looked this up the other night and I was like looking up random, or random facts about it. Uh, the director, Joe Wright, focused on his hands because it's kind of a, a foreshadowing because Elizabeth eventually earns his hand in marriage or Aww. wins his hand. But I like before I didn't realize that I always looked at it from like his reaction to her. Right. Because the first time like he helps her onto the carriage like the and then, moment <laughs> yes <laughs> the best kiss scene in cinematic history when he holds her hand right uh, and then his hand like flexes yeah. as he's walking away because that's him like trying to come to terms that he has feelings for this mm-hmm. like hothead poor girl and he's just like oh blasphemous but blasphemous. but her dark eyes <laughs> right that's another thing in the book he's always commenting on her dark eyes <laughs> from across the room i'm just like what is like her brown eyes or right. she has like a dark does she glare a lot? Like, I get Probably, that. Probably. I would imagine. <laughs> I always looked at it because there's that moment when, like, his hand flexes and then, mm, what was it? When, oh, when she basically stalks him in the, <laughs> the house after she rejects him, like, his marriage proposal. And he chases her out. And then it focuses on his hand again, but it's, like, steady. Yeah. Even though he's had the most fucking awkward interaction with a woman in his entire life. <laughs> uh 
and his hand is like completely steady because he's like come to terms with his feelings, feelings for her oh, i love it it's about the hands <laughs> character growth. um oh and then the window shots that's just like a random thing there's so i want to count next time i watch it i'm going to count how many times there's like a shot through a window it's mostly at the bennett house though i was gonna say yeah well then there's that also that one where um cousin collins comes to tell charlotte that they've been invited and he like runs to the window <laughs> great news great. <laughs> he's like don't be worried cousin about your apparel <laughs> uh, she's never been averse to the truly humble <laughs> exactly freaking collins but it's like he like ran to the window and he's like hanging halfway speaking in, of mr collins out. he's such like a meme there's Honestly. different from all the adaptations i've seen he's not the worst one i think the one in the bbc series he's very like slimy and just like right just like oh don't touch me don't even look at me but him in this movie he's like mm. i don't know he's like a little bit likable but you don't want to hang out with him he's right. just kind of funny but he doesn't know he's funny i mean <laughs> exactly it's one of those like you find him like endearing in his own little weird way he's trying right what excellent boiled potatoes <laughs> to which of my cousins should i offer, should i offer the compliments of the cooking <laughs> her little fenton and ponies <laughs> i'll just like randomly send like memes of that to my friend Miriam all the time because we like bonded over this movie so much oh. in high school excellent boiled potato do you remember do sorry side note do you remember when we found out that our friend barbara from high school had high school from college had never seen this movie and all like you me and jane felt like we had failed as people. <laughs> yeah like as her friends like how have we known this woman for like four plus years and have never made her watch this i movie? think i remember when we all realized and we just like looked at her we're like what yeah. do you mean you've never seen this how movie? have we failed you so it's funny because she's messaging me like every other day like her updates on bridgerton oh my god <laughs> speaking of regency era right yeah another detail that i love is darcy's character development of his wardrobe throughout the whole film or lack thereof lack thereof <laughs> so in the beginning he comes to that like banger of a ball that is probably the most fun ball in all the ones that they've because everyone is just so like it's town folk people right it just looks so fun they don't really give a crap about i mean it's crowded that kind of sucks but yeah, when Darcy, have a good time. <laughs> yeah, when Darcy shows up, he's like collared up to the nines, like right. very hand on hip, contrapposto pose. <laughs> and then as like the movie progresses and he conquers his social anxiety, yeah. his color comes out. I was saying he like literally opens up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, he's opening up. Exactly. Yes. And then at the end, timestamp 153.32, when Elizabeth looks up and he's walking across the... <laughs> the meadow yeah the meadow at like 4 a.m in the morning or 5 a.m in the morning and uh where are the buttons they're gone sir (laughs) (laughs) they're gone sir (laughs) oh random very random funny fact uh during that walk scene the director uh was behind the camera with red flags jumping up and down like flagging matthew down because matthew has horrible eyesight and from the oh. amount of fog and like limited lighting, he couldn't really see where he had to walk. Oh no. So <laughs> next time you watch that scene and it's so like emotional, amazing, like one track or not one track, um, like no cut shot. Just imagine the director with like signaling him in, like landing a plane. I was gonna say like he's an airplane. Yeah. Like this way, sir. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I just discovered that when I was looking up things and I will. That's my favorite thing. My favorite thing ever. (laughs) 
<laughs> You're never going to be able to watch this movie the same way again. <laughs> okay, so uh, main differences from the novel to the movie. I think like the main one is the characterization, mm-hmm. mostly with the Bennett parents, Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. Uh, the mom is very much more likable in the film. And in the novel, she's like very critical and more so annoying. Yeah. Like in the movie, she's kind of annoying, but you could tell she really loves like her, her daughters kids. and you just want to hug her. She looks like she gives great hugs. <laughs> she really does. Yeah. But in the novel, she's very uh, like critical and like very much more so in everyone's business and Oh my god, the BBC miniseries one. Like she, that's literally the mom in the novel. Like they did that perfectly because I hate the mom so much (laughs) (laughs) in the BBC miniseries and the main novel. But oh, and then the father, he's a lot more disinterested and aloof. Or aloof, yeah. In the novel and in the movie, he's just like good old teddy bear. Right, he's adorable in the movie. I absolutely love. Yeah, like you can tell he loves his family, but he is very much so like God, I'm the only man in this house. Like just let me collect my stuff right. let me be in my library let me be in this room with my plants <laughs> yeah but then in the novel he's just kind of like eh, whatever oh, like, like right over it he's like i don't care like how did i get stuck yeah. with five girls but also in the novel it's kind of his fault that they're poor, poor. i mean they're not well, they're, they're poor but they're not poor um because he like invested his money on the poor side of the yeah. rich <laughs> although in the movie they made them more poor than they actually are oh like they're very um rural you know, they have like farm and yeah. all of that. While in the novel, they're much more like uppity, but they're considered poor because of how many daughters they have. And their dowry is only like a thousand a year, which is like $50 a, a month or something. It's like really, ugh, I'm probably math. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Guesstimating. Yeah. So they, they're, yeah, whenever they get married, they're basically screwed. So that's why the mom is so like, got to marry you well. Um, and then the family as a whole, their characterization is a little different. Uh, the sisters are more, especially the younger ones, are more like catty. Uh, Mary's pretty much the same. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, I and don't then, think you can change her very much. Yeah. And Jane and Elizabeth are the only ones that really like each other. Aww. But in the movie, they seem like such a good they're family. They're really close. Like, they're yeah. all so different, but they... They kind of mesh in their own yeah, way. Like they they totally, function together. Yeah. They totally seem like young girls in like older girls' bodies, like they're sisters, you know? Right. As sisters should be. Mm, I already commented like the use of landscapes as opposed to like indoor settings is used a lot. And then, oh, <laughs> this is just kind of like a random thing that I love. There's a lot of walking in <laughs> the movie. There really is. So she gets criticized at the beginning for walking like all the way to Netherfield to visit her sick sister right who could die because you get a fucking cough and you're just like they, they're dead <laughs> back later. in the day yeah <laughs> my god so yeah she gets criticized by caroline for like walking six inches deep in mud Did positively medieval <laughs> <laughs> so she gets criticized for that um but at the end or no not even at the end in the middle darcy says that he knows she's fond of walking which is him kind of saying like i know you like yeah right like i, I, I see you <laughs> But then at the end, he walks to her house, <laughs> Miles, to confess his love again, even though he's already been rejected. Amazing. Walking scene. Yes. Chef kiss. Oh, one thing that came from... <laughs> it wasn't in the book. It was in the miniseries. Uh, the lake scene. Have you seen oh, the miniseries? I have. Yeah. I own it on DVD. That's when they, he goes swimming, right? Yeah. He goes swimming. Then he pops out and Elizabeth is there. And he's supposed to, like, you know, be all poised. But he's, like, literally sopping wet. Yeah. But they didn't realize how beautiful Colin was. And they're like, oh, this is kind of sexual. 
Uh, whoops <laughs> like i guess we'll just keep it in but how funny that's not in the novel but i wish it was in this movie please oh my <laughs> gosh is there a scene somewhere that i don't know about because <laughs> i would love to see that goes digging for bonus features yeah. oh god and that's kind of like mostly it there's so much more i could literally do a podcast just on this movie <laughs> Each episode, something different. God, yeah. Um, but other adaptations that I've seen of it, of Pride and Prejudice, is the obviously the miniseries, the Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which Ooh, that was I enjoyed to watch. I definitely have to be in the mood to watch it. So Matt Smith playing Colin, Mr. Yes. Collins. Oh my God, just I my favorite <laughs> version of Mr. Collins. Right, definitely. Would you like a scone? <laughs> That's an antique. <laughs> so that was amazing casting. Um, I don't really like who they casted for Darcy. I, who, he it? he played the crow. I was in just gonna say he's a guy from um, Maleficent. Maleficent, right? Yeah. I don't know if it's just because I'm not attracted to him, <laughs> or <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's not at the same level. Or his Matthew. voice like threw me off. He has a very weird like voice. He definitely has know. like a certain accent to it. Yeah. So I was not like a huge fan of him as Darcy, which is probably why I'm not like hugely into that super movie. crazy. I do like i watched it this past like halloween so i'll oh, watch nice. it like once in a while but not but as I much do as love i watch how, like lena heady oh my god <laughs> and lily james <laughs> like the women in that movie are amazing yeah that great feminism because normally uh whoever plays madame catherine de Bourgh. yes yeah lady catherine de Bourgh. she's like always a bitch and right. she is a bitch in pride and prejudice and zombies but she's a, a tough ass. ass bitch she's a good bitch yeah. like <laughs> bitch in a good way yeah so that one and then the lizzie bennett diaries the i never finished that. youtube miniseries oh my god it's so wholesome when did that come out when did they start that um when we were in college so okay it's mm, like 2011 yeah pretty sure 2012 yeah i've seen that one like twice all the way through we started watching it one time when mm-hmm. i was at your house and then i just I never went back <laughs> it's fine <laughs> not that i didn't like it i was very interested and eventually i will yeah. watch it it's just it's so wholesome it's, a, it's escaped <laughs> me i loved it uh another one that i've seen once uh bride and prejudice which is like the bollywood one Ooh. and that one's a lot of fun and it's very like the formula of pride and prejudice i can't remember i remember jana and i finding it and mm-hmm. being like oh my god but i can't remember i don't think we actually ever ended up watching it unfortunately no, it's a fun watch right yeah and then one that I haven't seen that I want to see that's like a spinoff film is Death Comes to Pemberley, but I'm kind of scared to watch it because of the name, right. obviously. It's kind of like the aftermath where they're married, like living in Pemberley, and I don't know what happens, and I'm kind of scared I to watch it. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. If you want to sort them. Ooh. Exciting. So, got your list out? I do. Okay. So, number one, Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. What'd you do? Gryffindor? <laughs> yeah, Gryffindor. Yeah, I was going to say Gryffindor for sure. She's so like blunt and will just kind of right. not afraid. I don't think this Elizabeth has been afraid in her goddamn life. Honestly. She just like no. tells her how it is. <laughs> okay, so Elizabeth, Gryffindor. Yes, yes, we agree. Darcy. I also put Gryffindor. Oh, tell me. Okay, so basically for Darcy, I put him in Gryffindor because uh, the chivalry part and like the determination part but mostly the chivalry i think he's just a quiet gryffindor just because like to him family means everything because if you're not a gryffindor he's a hufflepuff (laughs) but (laughs) but i just i don't know to me it was just he's very because i know he's very shy but at the end Mm -hmm. at the same time he is still very brave because i mean he does drop like drop everything to go find lydia and he does kind of like defy his aunt and go propose to elizabeth again anyways 
Yeah. I don't know. Oh. I just I thought he was very Gryffindor. I approve. Also, like what he did to uh, what's his face? Wickham? Yes. Wickham. Because of like how he got, you know, he's going to like mess with his sister and he was like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. So very Gryffindor to me. What about you? I agree with that. But I originally put him in Slytherin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Just because mostly because him and elizabeth are so like at ends with each other yes in the beginning it was like well duh it's a gryffindor and a slytherin like <laughs> very meeting. true um i'm saying one of the slytherin traits is literally pride so yeah that's, that was kind <laughs> of the right <laughs> yeah that was literally like oh yeah that's that's darcy very prideful he's the pride right. well we're both pride and prejudice and right in their themselves. own ways yeah yeah so um, also with his like family thing sort of like how the slytherins kind of get like that with their heirs and stuff i mean he right. we don't really know much about that because we don't go into like his head but he's very like keeps his family very like private right i mean after what went on with his sister and that is like to. a huge thing back then is like family lines and family mm-hmm. ties were like very yeah important to people that's why, like, marrying Elizabeth was like, oh, what a lonely marriage. Because <laughs> she's beneath you. God, and he just does not know how to talk to people. This poor loner. That's very he true. He proposes to her, but is insulting her at the same time. I mean, like, because <laughs> doesn't he, like, full on say, like, like, your low, like, your low birth, like, almost stopped me. But I was like, oh, what the heck? I love you anyways. Your, your birth, my rank. <laughs> something like that something along the lines of like i am willing to put aside and have yes. you end my agony i love you most ardently <laughs> like i'm willing to put your low birth and your low like, income aside because i love you like if i could just take his speech and then flip it to being like modern speech like God. that'd be hilarious it's like yo i come from a really rich family and they would very much hate me if i married you because you're so freaking poor and your family is goddamn annoying right i love you though can you please just marry me i love how he sits there and like tears apart her entire family he's like except for you and your sister but everyone else ridiculous yeah and, and the look she's on looking her at face him like what's just the like, fuck what's happening right she's i love like, it excuse me i love that thing because she's so fucking blindsided by all of it like she thinks they're gonna have a yelling match because she's just realized that he right. ruined the happiness of a most beloved sister and <laughs> no he just confesses his love to her he's like i thought we were going this way but you thought we were going that way so <laughs> we're like not meeting in the middle right <laughs> which i mean i guess would definitely be an argument between a gryffindor and a slytherin yeah, so like the of- gryffindor like showing up being like bitch i'm ready to yell and slytherin's <laughs> like this is how i'm gonna confess my love to her <laughs> it's like wait what i love it i absolutely love it well that was a tangent right <laughs> i mean they are the main point of the book yeah. so okay so jane i mean oh jane is a hufflepuff 100 she's the poster child for the hufflepuff and 100 so is the next one so is bingley yeah, yes exactly they, so is bingley they are mother and father of hufflepuffs <laughs> like they are the sweetest souls honestly. i hope nothing bad ever happens to them no. They deserve everything. They deserve to they live really in the clouds do. and eat cotton candy for the rest Especially, of Especially like all the comments that are made about both of them. Like how Elizabeth is like, oh, you see the good in everyone. And it's yeah. like, you know, you would love everyone even for their faults. And even Darcy like says the same thing about Bingley. Like, oh, well, he loved her too much. And yeah. it was like, he couldn't say that she didn't love him the same way. And, and it's like. <sighs> Bingley has like horrible sisters. Mm. And oh, well, in the book, he has sisters. He has multiple sisters. Two. And then in the movie he has one because they're kind of the same they're both like awful yeah and yeah he doesn't really ever like stand up against, against them, them but oh. he's just kind of like la 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 like, right. <laughs> exactly 
And then Jane can't like throw an insult at someone to oh, save no, her life. Oh no, of course not. She's she never even is actually mad at Bingley for anything. She's always mm-hmm. like, well, you know, that's just the way things are, and I'm completely over him. Yeah. And it's like, sure, Jane, sure. Poster children for Hufflepuff. Indeed. Obviously. That was like, there was no debate. It's just them. Right. Hufflepuff. <laughs> and then Lydia? I put her in Slytherin. Oh. Yes. I mean, <laughs> the cunningness and the determination. Mm-hmm. Very, very sly with that one. Yeah. And I think she is very prideful of herself. Like, I think she thinks she's all that in a fucking oh bag of potato chips. And she's it's like, she's just not girl. aware whatsoever of their like circumstances. <laughs> exactly. Or she has like no shame whatsoever. Right. Yeah. I feel like though, like as soon as she sets her mind on something, like that is her goal. Like mm-hmm. that is what she's gonna do. And to me, that's very Slytherin-y. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like determination. They're like, I want that, and I'm gonna get it no matter what. <laughs> and it's like from the very first moment you meet her in the movie, she's like, Oh, the soldiers, the regiments here, and then the regiments are coming, <laughs> right? Oh, the the whole thing with the the handkerchief. You throw mm-hmm. it on the ground, and they pick, they pick it, up, it up, and, and you're, you're introduced. introduced. <laughs> and then she throws it, and they just step they just all walk over, over it. it. I love it. Yeah, I I actually put her in Gryffindor. Oh, yeah, mostly because she has no goddamn shame oh, whatsoever. And I imagine her. I put Kitty in Gryffindor also because they have oh, to be in the same house. That's very true. They're not super different in their personality, like what their goals are. Yeah, you know their priorities. I just feel like Kitty is very more innocent about it. Yeah, but she follows along whatever. That's even though true. she's older than Lydia, which is very. Is but, she really? Is mm-hmm. Lydia the no? Because mary mary's the baby right no who's lydia. the youngest lydia's the youngest really mm-hmm. oh. yeah it's um jane elizabeth mary kitty lydia oh how funny yeah so kitty's two years older than lydia which is why she was so pissed off when she went to be with the regiment she's yeah. just like i'm older than her like what the hell right. like i'm well you're all out in society because that was your mom's decision but okay <laughs> So, but she follows, I think it's just because you said her personality isn't as strong yeah. as hers. So she just kind of follows. She's a little more like diluted. Yeah. Not as like strong. She's kind of like, she needed to be separated from her sister. You know, I think it's good. It'll be good for her. I wonder what happened to her. I would like to follow her story. Spin off, please. <laughs> I want to see what happens with her. If she grows up at all. Oh, I'm sure she does. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she does. Her and Mary at the end. I'm just like, poor poor babies they're like this fucking household yeah. man so i put them both in gryffindor because i could just imagine them being like oh i put kitty and hufflepuff the top oh really yeah <laughs> just oh. because like just, i feel like a hufflepuff is literally like a not so strong-willed mm-hmm. gryffindor <laughs> like gryffindors are very like yeah hello i'm here and hufflepuff's like hi i'm so- here <laughs> i'm not like hello i'm here <laughs> what are you talking about i'm like don't look at me <laughs> That's me. Well, but I'm, okay, but when when you are determined about something, when there is something that you are right about, you're very like, oh, wait one minute. <laughs> no, no, no. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Hufflepuffs, even though like we can be very argumentative, mm-hmm. at the end we'll be like, uh, all right, sure. Yeah. Whatever you say. I just feel like Kitty with the sorting hat, she would just be like, no, I'm going to be in whatever house Lydia's in. Yeah, but if she's but, older, oh, yeah, she, she would get sorted first. first. Oh. See? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, I'm dumb. That's why, why I'm not Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't even know that. So mm-hmm. I can't sit here and be like, I planned it that way. It's just, it just so happened to me that I put her in Hufflepuff. Yeah. I just imagine them like in the Gryffindor Tower wanting to just throw all the parties. Oh, like, yes. Party animals. Right. Definitely. Uh, who's next? Mary. 
Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw. Yeah. I mean. I mean. <laughs> is there any other house? Leave me alone to play my piano and read my read books. My books. Like, yeah. If that's, if that's <laughs> not a Ravenclaw, I don't know what it is. We were talking, like, which characters are we? Mm-hmm. And I'm like a mixture of Darcy and Mary. I want to be Elizabeth, but I'm not Elizabeth. Right. I'm Darcy and Mary. Put in the blender. Like, that's me. <laughs> Who was I? You were Mr. and Mrs. Bennett. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I totally am. Because I, I am either, like, extremely, like, happy-go-lucky and very, like, ooh, like... <laughs> Or spasms, <laughs> fluttering spasms, spasms all over me. And how she's like very over dramatic about things. I can be like that sometimes, or I can be the polar opposite. And the dad just like, okay, like if anybody else wants to come marry my daughter, send them in because I'm, I'm whatever. Yeah. Like now's the time. You're for sure the dad, like 100%. Oh, yes. Yeah. I feel like there's a, a, a dash of the mom in, I, in her most like... <laughs> ridiculous moments especially the whole conversation they have and she's like do you have no what did she say about her nerves and he's like no they've been my companion all these years have like, you no compassion for my poor nerves yes and he's like no quite the contrary dear you've been my constant companion <laughs> these years and i'm like why would i be both sides of that conversation <laughs> why would i be like do you have no consideration for like me it's just your internal dialogue exactly. all exactly like do you have no consideration for my anxiety yeah quite the contrary that anxiety's been my companion all these years <laughs> that is me put that on in a, a nutshell put that on a shirt exactly amazing <laughs> what do you think jane would be jane is jane oh yeah jane our, jane. our jane yeah. our friend jane who you guys will meet with within i think the next episode yeah but yes our friend jane is definitely jane Bennett. she's jane and bingley she's their love child yes if when they had a kid they, it, it's our jane because she's definitely both of them because the comment he makes about like oh i don't find time to read and he's like oh but i can read <laughs> it's like yes they know you can read sir <laughs> like no one's questioning that who drew that conclusion you did <laughs> right instantly regrets does not know what it is just saying. it's so purely adorable because he's like no i like being outside he's like i mean i can read like that's not and it's like no one's questioning sir you came from money we know you were tutored like no one's questioning that you can or cannot read but he's like i i have to make sure she knows i can read that's all jane (laughs) indeed oh my god um who's next mr bennett i put him as a hifflepuff yeah yes i mean or at least the movie one i don't know about the novel one yeah well i'm more more focusing on the movie on the movie yeah yeah. definitely yeah mr bennett hufflepuff Hufflepuff, 100 percent. miss bennett I actually put Ravenclaw. Oh, oh no, not oh. Ravenclaw. Slytherin. Oh. Yes. I think she's very cunning and determined. Oh, yeah. When she sends her daughter off in the rain. Right? Like, premeditatively is like, oh, looks you like it's go going to rain. No, horseback. you cannot take the carriage. You won't go on horseback. And everyone's like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing this to her? And she's like, hmm. And then, like, she, like, sees the letter about, like, oh, besides a cold, a fever, <laughs> and, like, body. A sore throat, a fever, yes. and a headache. There's nothing much wrong with me. <laughs> Which is also a Hufflepuff thing. Goddamn, Jane. But yes, I feel like she's very, very Slytherin. People do not die of a cold. Yes, they do. Oh, and resourcefulness and ambition is like all the Slytherin like traits. I looked at the Slytherin traits and I was like, oh, that's the mom. Mm. Mrs. Bennett is a Slytherin. I put her in Gryffindor, but I honestly didn't think too much about where to put her. She's one of the one of the few Bennett's that I actually did like think really hard about. Oh, that's good. Oh no, (laughs) I agree. Yeah, Slytherin would be good. Who's next? Mr. Wickham. So they're in? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right. I mean. Dick. (laughs) Honestly. Very prideful of himself. Very self-preservation. Don't really need. Only looks out for himself. Yeah. The only person he cares about. It's ridiculous. Um, Caroline Bingley. Oh, Caroline. Yes. I also put Southern. Southern. Yeah. I was going to (laughs) say. She's just. She's the the epitome of prideful. 
and I could imagine. I think she's younger than Darcy. Ooh. He gets put in Slytherin, and she's like, "I'm going into his house." Like, oh, definitely. She's <laughs> basically, got it in her mind that they're gonna get married. Oh, that they're promised to each other. She's Ooh. yeah, she's slimy. I hate her. She's Ooh. always trying to like force. It's more so in the book. She kind of does it in the movie like a little bit. Right. And like you oh, can she's tell, she's awful. definitely got like a slight like dominance over him a little yeah. bit, like protectiveness in the movie. Mm-hmm. It's a little weird. Yeah. Oh, Charlotte Hufflepuff. Oh. Yeah. Explain. Well, patience, fairness, just, loyalty, oh, yeah. modest. Those are all like Hufflepuff traits. Modest. Yeah. Modest, yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like that one just because I feel like it would take a Hufflepuff to actually marry Coven, like Cousin Collins. Oh, God. You would have to be a Hufflepuff to be like, all right, I guess like I'm going to marry this guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, I love Charlotte. Right. <laughs> Sweetie. Oh, gosh. I put her in Ravenclaw. Ooh. Um, because she's very observant. Uh, she kind of like in the movie, she's telling Lizzie like oh, that's right. Jane needs to everyone. show that she likes Bingley. She needs to be more upfront with her emotions because right. he's not going to. Well, also, she's the one that her. like knows everything. Like when they yeah. walk in, she's like, oh, that one's Mr. Darcy. That one's Mr. Bingley. Yeah. That's his sister. Yeah. That's how much money he makes. But she's very like reserved. She's very just like herself. Yeah, she doesn't really and, put herself out there. And then also in the novel, she kind of is. <laughs> she knows what's going on with Darcy. And, and Elizabeth. Elizabeth she's just Aww. like no he's complimenting you he just asked you to dance like he Aww. hasn't asked anyone to dance besides like Caroline who's basically like his sister right so I kind of wish they would have shown because I know they, they do like a brief slight little moment of that in the movie mm-hmm. when she's playing piano and he like comes over and they have like a slight oh, yeah. talk and she kind of you can kind of see her like eavesdropping and mm-hmm. she's like hmm and you can tell at that yeah. moment she's like I see you like yeah. I know what's going down and she's very like calculating but not like cold I know cold and calculating always kind of go together, but she just kind of knows what's going on, knows where the, like the players are, yeah. which is why it's very like logical for her to marry Mr. Collins. She's like, I'm 27 years old. I might as well. Right. And But yeah. I do love how she like has a room. She's like, we won't be bothered in here. Yeah. This room is only for me. Oh, gosh. I feel like it would take a Ravenclaw to ask for that room. Yeah. I don't think a Hufflepuff would have the guts. <laughs> she, she like busies herself with the house right. so that she will not does not run into him yeah so she doesn't have to talk to him and then whenever he says something that's like ridiculous she just kind of ignores it and that is definitely hufflepuff she needs to have the patience of a hufflepuff to be married to him that's for sure i like both either or yeah right i i think hufflepuff was the other one that i was thinking mr Um, collins oh god he's a squib oh <laughs> i put him in ravenclaw okay just because like the fact that he's like oh maybe after dinner i can read to you all <laughs> like that's i don't know like you said that that's like their force of entertainment back then but like to be the one that's like i want to read to all of you it makes me laugh <laughs> he studies all these compliments like <laughs> from the results of previous study like right. he studies all the compliment people yeah see if he was in the house he'd probably be, be a ravenclaw oh god like what other what other house would study how to compliment people because they can't just figure it out on their own it's incredibly awkward oh i mean yeah. i feel like a lot of ravenclaws would be yeah probably. no <laughs> offense against ravenclaws Luna like, good. <laughs> right well yeah because that's the thing i feel like they're only awkward to everybody else but to themselves they're just like no mm-hmm. it's just you know yeah because i feel like that's like luna lovegood in mm-hmm. a nutshell she's very like mm, yeah this is just who i am and everyone else is like "Ooh, oh, mr collins <laughs> Yeah, I, I I think he's a squib, but if he wasn't something, I guess he'd be Ravenclaw. Yeah. And this is why I'm the Hufflepuff. Everyone gets a house. <laughs> Me? Nope. <laughs> Not invited to Hogwarts. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Woo, woo. Yay. <laughs> so that was our, our first one. Our first 
I don't know what we're going to call these. Mini but, episode. Right. Spinoff. Uh, do we have any, do you want to close it out like we usually do? Oh, like, what are you going to do for your... Oh, yay. So mine, which we probably won't get to for a little bit later. I have it planned as like a filler episode type of thing, uh, like for a couple months from now. Um, but I wanted to do Catching Fire because that's mm-hmm. that was my favorite book out of the Hunger Games trilogy. And it was my favorite movie that came out of like all of that, mainly because of Finnick. But we'll get there. <laughs> we'll mine talk too. about that. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Yay. Yes, it's definitely my favorite. And I feel like... I was so excited for that one. And when watching it, I like, there was scenes like I can imagine now, like there's scenes that like took my breath away and it was like almost like page to screen. And I was like, I love every second of this. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited because I haven't watched it in a really long time. Like I've realized mm-hmm. that. So I'm excited to watch it again and kind of like take notes and get all into it. You again. know what's funny? Hmm. Jenna Malone and Donald Sutherland are oh, in Pride right. and Prejudice and they're in The Hunger Games. <laughs> that's right. <gasps> How funny. As Ooh. the President Snow and... Uh, Joanna. Yeah. How funny. Right? We did not plan that. No, that's I did like- not. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like... Cause Weird reunion. Bridget's like got me totally beat on how many books she's read compared to me but i'm more of a movie watcher so i was trying to like find you've a surpassed series. me on manga it's like that's true you know <laughs> but yeah so i'm gonna do catching fire and i don't know exactly when that's gonna come out but it'll be mm-hmm. down the road but yes i'm excited yeah. Woo. hey what are you currently reading uh i'm not reading anything right now are you actually because you're waiting for a certain book to release yes i'm waiting for a court of silver flames because i know if i start any book right now it would have to be like a really small Small, book yeah because i can't but all the books that i have lined up to read are like thick ass babies so i got (laughs) for sure yeah yeah which is i'm currently listening to um red white and royal blue but i picked that one because i knew i could finish it before uh court of silver flames comes out so it's currently what i'm reading and i absolutely adore it (laughs) For that movie book. i love that book it's gonna be an amazing movie right <laughs> someday so cute after we cast it <laughs> after we cast it and they hear it and they're like yes all right Yay. so i guess that's it so we'll see you guys all in the next one i think our next book episodes that you guys are going to hear are going to be oh no maybe you guys have already heard them i don't know but the next one we're recording is darker shade of magic yeah i don't know if you guys have heard that <laughs> one already or not but i have to go write the summary after Lindsay leaves right <laughs> <laughs> all right so we'll see you guys in the next one bye bye